Glad to have you here with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. And speaking of ripoffs, I want to tell you about a ripoff that just won't go away, the tech support scams. I'm going to tell you what to look out for and what to avoid. Coming up yet later, you know, we had a caller recently who was 37, and he and his wife had just made their last payment on their mortgage for their home. They're completely mortgage debt-free. And I said at that time, you know, I want to talk about this movement that's underway of extreme savers that are creating independence for themselves by age 40 or 45. I want to fill you in on what's up. Producer Joel is a real uh, follower of this extreme saving movement. I'll get his comments as well. I want to talk right now about something that we have used in our family for many years, and it's an app for iPhones and Androids called Life360. It allows you, as family or friends, to be able to know where each other are. And so it's fantastic if we're at any kind of public event, let's say we're at a festival or whatever, and we go different ways, we're able to find each other and get back together, even if we can't hear on the phone because it's loud or whatever. We can just look at our smartphone and know where each other are. The funny thing is it shows how much battery is left on my uh, family's cell phones. And I seem to be the only one who keeps my phone charged to any degree. (laughs) But anyway, there is a new offer that I think was in beta but is now just available for people with iPhones and Androids. And you can be a mixed family. You can have people that are iPhone people and people that are Android people. It's called Driver Protect, which is something I strongly recommend if you have a teenage driver in the household because what it does is it tracks how your teenager is driving and so it will track if they're uh, accelerating quite rapidly if they're driving too fast if they're doing hard braking which means they're uh, not driving defensively they're not leaving enough space between them and the vehicle in front of them And it will let you know if they're texting while they're driving. So you as a parent get a weekly report on how the teen is driving. I know there are people who say, well, I need to show my teen I trust him or her. Let me tell you something. Driving is a different thing because there are many times is no second chance. So a teen should know you're using a tool like this and you should go over the report card with your teen because you can change behavior, you can prevent an accident, maybe save a life by tracking how a young driver is driving. You know, teenagers think they're invincible and being able to have them look at their report card and see what's up is, I think, a very useful thing. Now, 
you have to pay for driver protect $70 a year but that's not ridiculous it's like six bucks a month a lot of the solutions being sold by others cost quite a bit more um, I, I've seen solutions at CES the Consumer Electronics Show and those are very heavily geared towards corporations with uh, service workers out in the field, delivery drivers, tracking their every movement. And that's a whole different game, whole different thing. And that's not my thing. I want to make sure that your kids are safe. Cheryl is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Cheryl. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. Thank you, Cheryl. How can I be of service to you? Well, I'm leasing a car right now. Uh, it's, I've had it for two years. Um, and the in the beginning, it was the intention to, at the end of the lease, I was going to take it over because I just love this car. But with the price of gas going up, I still have one more year um, on the lease and trying to decide whether or not I should give the car back or just uh, buy a car like a hybrid or an electric car. Um, that would be more, I guess, uh, economical for me. Well, I mean, you present me with some interesting mm-hmm. things here because you love what you're driving. I do. And how many miles are you driving at per year? Um, well, I would say, well, probably 12,000. Okay. So let's do some quick math. This is probably going to be uh, only partially accurate but you live in the state on of the lower 48 that has the highest gas prices you live in california so you're paying um, somewhere between typically 350 and four dollars a gallon is that Uh, right yes exactly all right so you're driving which suv are you driving i am driving uh the rav4 so the RAV4, you're probably getting around low 20s miles per gallon? Yes. So 22, let's say, 24? About, let's say, yeah, 24. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're getting um, 24 miles per gallon, you're buying 500 gallons of gas a year. So you're spending uh, two grand a year in gasoline. If you oh, buy a okay. hybrid... Mm-hmm. That um, that let's say gets fifty four miles per gallon. You get a Prius because you know in California the Prius is the state car. Basically, you see them everywhere, right? Yes. So we take that and we take the uh, fifty four per gallon. You're buying two hundred and twenty gallons a year, or spending eight hundred and eighty dollars. So you're saving uh, eleven hundred and twenty dollars a year going from the RAV4 to a hybrid. So you're saving um, $90 a month. But when you go from the vehicle you have to uh, a Prius or any other kind of hybrid, you're not going to have the same driving experience. And you may not be able to get the same deal on the vehicle. So if you Mm -hmm. drive that RAV4 one more year and you're at the end of the lease you've driven probably a little under the mileage cap of the lease by that point yes. 
and you know the vehicle you it's your history you don't have to worry about the mystery of who owned it before is the deal to buy it at the end of the three years a good deal or not well the residual value will be about eighteen thousand. what i will have to pay all right so i would say i wouldn't let the gasoline decide it for you ninety dollars a month is not enough to make that make the decision okay so what i would make the decision on is uh it as you approach like let's say two months out from the end of that lease next year check to see what the current value is on a three-year-old rav4 and you can do that at edmunds.com kelly blue book two of the places you can do that easily and see what kind of fair value that vehicle has and then you'll be able to see is the 18,000 a deal or not on a three-year-old one and if it's not then you turn it back in and then you would go about the process of buying a more fuel efficient vehicle if the 18,000 turns out to be reasonable then I think you exercise your rights and you own the vehicle you already have history with okay does that help is like a whole process how to decide it really does thank you so much well i'm so glad i could help and think about that that's even with uh computing based on four dollars a gallon if if it's three dollars or whatever we're talking about even less difference per month sharon's with us on the clark howard show hi sharon hi how are you great thank you sharon you want to talk about gasoline but not buying it what's the story um well uh, a few years ago a major chain grocery chain came into our area that hadn't been here before and in their flyers they often have a uh ten dollar coupon so that when you buy fifty dollars worth the groceries you can buy a gas card for forty dollars instead of fifty dollars so that's how it started but with all these skimmers that are happening, I decided that even when, you know, eventually this coupon thing goes away, I would still much rather buy a gas card, like when I'm at the grocery store or the drugstore, and use that at the gas station rather than subjecting my debit or credit card to uh, being stolen. All right. Uh, what an interesting philosophy. So, I will tell you, I actually, of the, of the three options you've put on the table, which is having a stored value gas card or using a debit card or using a credit card, my mm-hmm. favorite would be that you use a credit card pay at the pump. Oh, okay. And the reason okay. is, is with a credit card, you have zero liability, essentially, if a skimmer okay. is placed there. On the mm-hmm. other hand... With a debit card, all kinds of havoc can happen in your life. And with a gas card, where you have a stored value card, it can be hit or miss getting the value put back on the card if it gets hit by a skimmer. Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll consider that. Right now, I can still buy the $50 card for $40, so I'm basically saving 20% per gallon. All right. So Um, what if... What if you really inconvenienced yourself and instead of paying at the pump, went inside and said, I want 
20 bucks on pump six or whatever. And that way yeah. you don't have to worry about skimmers. Yeah, that that's that's true. Um, but I sometimes have limited mobility. Oh, okay. So if I don't have to walk in and stand in line for a long time uh, and watching other people buy lottery tickets and, you know, whatever, I'd almost rather stick to just being at the pump. Okay, then... Uh, all right, let's go a step there then. The gas card that you get, uh, 50 for 40, can you uh-huh. register that gas card? Is there a procedure when you get it where you can register the card? I so do not know. Check that because uh, it's possible you have the ability to do a registration of it, and mm-hmm. that would provide you a layer of protection if it was, okay. in fact, compromised. Yeah, yeah, good idea. So... Maybe that would work. And okay. in comparison to our lady from California, what are you paying per gallon for gasoline right now? And where in the country do you live? Well, I live near Charlotte, North Carolina, but I'm right on the border of South Carolina and North Carolina. So when I'm coming down along the border, the gas tends to be about two forty-five nine. Um, further into the Charlotte area, it's about two fifty nine, so about fourteen cents more. So as long as I can, you know, get it while I'm on the border, just over the, uh, into the South Carolina side, then it's only two forty five nine. Well, that is a very good price compared to what Californians are having to pay. Today's Clark Rageous moment is a special warning for you that originated with my son. Rant. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. My son is really good at being his own advocate, and he had a problem with an Apple product that he has, and so he looked up online for Apple technical support. Instead, who he called was a scammer. And he came to me and said, Dad, this guy wants blah, blah, blah from me. And I said, hang up the phone. So then he goes and looks again. I don't even know what he's up to. And he calls the next number he sees on a Google search. That one wanted money from him. And and so that time he was like, oh, okay, hung up. And then we went through the process of finding the real number for Apple support. The problem is... There's so much money to be made by crooks impersonating tech support departments with Microsoft or any organization that's a technology one like Apple that the criminals have proliferated when you do a search engine look for technical support, customer service, anything like that at a tech company. And you need to know this. Well, there's an update to what I shared with you before about my son, and that is that Google now, recognizing that this is such a problem, is now trying to block the scamsters from being able to appear in Google searches. And I wish them luck with that. But what I want you to know, whether they are successful or not, is learn something from a 13-year-old. He learned in the 13-year-old school of not quite hard knocks, and that is that these scammers are all over the place. They're going to try to take advantage of you, 
And you need to be very, very careful when you're doing a contact to what you think is customer service or tech support at a technology company that you are actually contacting who you intend because the false listings both in ads on search results and just in fake results from people who figured out how to manipulate the search algorithms are a true problem because they want to either engage in identity theft or steal your money. Well, those can end up being similar things, right? So be very aware, be very careful, and before you make a phone call, verify at a company's own website you're actually calling the right place. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Think about that. Keep more of what you make. And it's something that if you know my history is very much a part of what I have always been about. When I first got out of graduate school, I lived on every other paycheck. Before there was a term for it, I was an extreme saver. And extreme savers became a thing. And particularly last decade during the Great Recession, I did some profiles on TV of people that were extreme savers. We had, uh, we never really have, I mean, we have guests like never on our radio show, but we had a guest on that was a couple that had retired at age 40, 45. I forget what the number was, and how they had done it. Not owning their own business, just being extreme savers. And it's a thing. It's not a thing a lot of people do, but it is a thing. Well, fast forward to today, and I bet this has to be a result of the hardship that people saw at an impressionable moment in their lives the extreme hardship their parents suffered during the Great Recession and its aftermath. With the vehicles repossessed, the houses foreclosed on, all the extreme hardships that families saw through the Great Recession and its aftermath, that now there's a wave of people in their 20s and 30s who have taken extreme saving to a new extreme and instead of saving half of what they make they're saving as much as three quarters of what they make and producer joel has been talking to me about this for a while and the the term used for it is fire and fire stands do you even know what it stands for yeah financial independent retire early and uh, there's some that do what's known as extreme frugality, known as lean fire. And you know some of these people, your buddies with some of them, and you are an extreme saver, but you don't put yourself in the fire category, do you? No, I don't. I think you know the interesting thing is I love uh, the, the mindset that is behind what a lot of these people are doing. For me, it's a lot more important to enjoy what I do every day as well and to kind of be of service and, and to 
to just really enjoy going into work every day. And so, uh, you know, a lot of these people work more high paying jobs that they actually hate. They're kind of soul crushing for the years while they're trying to achieve fire, right? Achieve that financial independence. Um, and for me, like, I love the idea behind it and I do get behind it to a large degree. And it is kind of a goal of mine at some point, right? To be financially independent before I reach my sixties for sure. Um, but I also want to make sure that I enjoy daily life now and I'm not just thinking about you know this future of no work or whatever it is. So I'm surprised and puzzled listening to you because I've always talked about how, I mean, we work in radio. Radio doesn't pay well, but that you've always lived on far less than what you make and you have all these rental properties. You have five rental properties now? Correct. You're 33 and have five rental 34. Pro- 34 and have five rental properties. And you're always looking for more, and they're all cash flow positive, and your mortgages are paying down on these properties. I, mean, I would say that you are being not fair to yourself. You're likely to be able to retire in your 40s, if you wish. Yeah, I mean, I think, that, and that's my goal, really, to, to be able to make my own decision at that point. And I think, you know, they highlighted it well in the New York Times article uh, about, about this movement was, you know, a lot of people just want to have that freedom of choice. And you never know what's going to happen, especially in today's work climate, right? Like you don't know whether, you know, your company that you work, the company you work for is going to sell to another company and you're going to be let go or your boss changes and all of a sudden you loved your work and now you don't the next day. So you have no idea. And, uh, and, and like you said, I think seeing the previous generation money struggles of our parents um, has really kind of led to this increase in caring about not being a consumer and saving all that extra money. There's something about the mindset, but then there's also something about kind of the lifestyle that you create as you're more intentional with the way you spend. And I think for a lot of these people in these high paying jobs, it's actually so much easier to become financially independent than you would think it would be with just like kind of a few minimal changes to your lifestyle. So the the people you know that are doing this stuff, any particular personality characteristic you'd say is consistent across them or they each their own story? I think the probably the most consistent thing across the board for the people that are in this movement is it's kind of billed as, well, why would you want to quit working? Everybody in this movement, they don't want to quit working. They don't want to sit at a beach and drinking pina coladas at the age of 42. But what, what they want to do is they want to work at what they love. They want that independence. It's really a, a spirit of independence, I think, that defines this movement more than anything else, more even than the nuts and bolts of saving and investing. It's, hey, I, I want to create my own future, and I don't want it to be dictated by anybody else. Well, there was no movement when I was in my 20s, but I, I was fortunate and able to retire originally at 31 years old. And I, uh, I went and spent time at the beach, and then I ended up working again, but now I'm 63. From when I was 31, when I got serious working again, I was about 35. And now at 63, the thing that's the, that fits the theme of what you said is for me, it's always been about the fact that I work just because I want to, not because I have to. And I'd say that this this movement you referred to, it's now like got its catchphrase, fire, that it really is all about that independence. And you use that word yourself, that you make the choice, not somebody else. And doesn't it just bring a different 
when you wake up and you walk into work that day, the fact that you get to choose to do it versus having to go in and work for the paycheck. There's something really freeing about that. I, I love that. Completely, completely. So it requires what seems to be, to many people, an unrealistic extreme sacrifice. And that's living on a tiny fraction of what you make. So not everybody's going to be uh, fired up to be part of fire. But if it gets you to think about living on less than what you make and saving money, the cool thing about when you live on less than what you make and you're able to put money aside more and more in savings, it gives you more choices, gives you more freedom. And ultimately, if you've gotten used to living a lower voltage lifestyle than people of equivalent jobs, when you go to retire, it also takes or whenever you decide to bag it, you need less money to live on because you've been living a lower voltage lifestyle. So it is up to you. And I know we're in an era people are spending money, again, pretty freely. But in the midst of that, there are people who say, there's a better way for me. And again, for me, it's got to be an individual thing. And it's living a life on a fraction of what I make. And most often it's living on like 30 to 35% somewhere in there of what you make. And if that's you, it means you will be financially independent and be able to retire early, i.e. fire. Jason joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jason. Hey, Clark. It's great to talk with you today. Well, great to have you here, Jason. <laughs> hey, I heard about an investing app that rounds up your purchases to the nearest dollar and invests the change into accounts of your choice. It sounds like a simple and effective way of investing. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And which one are you looking at? Acorns? Yeah, Acorns is completely on the up and up. And uh, there's another one called Stash. And these things are completely doing what they say they do. Okay. And you pay, if I remember right, you pay 12 bucks a year to have an account with Acorns. Okay. And it, it builds a habit. You build a portfolio over time. I think it's great. Very good. And you, can, you don't have to just put in your spare change. You can choose to put more in than, than that if you wish. Okay. So totally up to you. That sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Keep saving. I'll do my best. Lisa's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Lisa. You are interested in living on the road. Share your vision with your fellow listener, if you don't mind. <laughs> well, my husband has been driving tractor-trailer for years, and uh He'll send me home pictures of what he sees, where he's been, and it's just an enormous lifestyle that I would like to participate in with him and to see those things that he's seen over the years. Neat. Okay. And how are you going to do that? We're doing the RV. We we have set up um, financially. As to purchasing the RV, purchasing the truck to be able to haul whatever size that we're doing. We have about five or six years 
before we're actually going to be into that 65 and 67 where the retirement is. I've done a lot of research on the purchasing of them. I've done a lot of research on how to earn money while we're out there doing this so we can hold off on collecting on our Social Security. Something you always advise, okay? It is. So that in between a little bit of earned savings, plus I guess it's called work camp, um, we can hold off on collecting our Social Security until we get to our um, true retirement age. So we've talked about that. We've talked about how much our Social Security income was going to end up being. Um, We've looked into, oh, how to do the discounts at every other place how we can go from a 3,800 square foot down to 240 square foot, you know? <laughs> You'll the find out You'll find out how comfortable that is or not after a while on the road. But, yeah, plus two dogs. Add two dogs oh, to that. Oh, man. And that's going to be, yeah. So, well, how can I um, help you? Because it sounds like you've really choreographed the plan for the next phase of your life. Yes. The one thing that I have not been able to find information i can look up something on the internet and you can get to all sorts of different talk rooms to be able to see what everybody else is talking about but banking clark banking is so easy now compared to what it used to be i mean you can now set up with one of the online banks you have your account with them with the atm card if you have any investments You can do it with Charles Schwab, which gives you unlimited free ATM withdrawals, bill pay, all these services offer bill pay. Um, It's really easy now for you to live without a traditional permanent address. One other thing, you've done so much research. Have you read any of the stuff about where Montana fits in this? No, but had like a couple of suggestions about South Dakota as being one of the big states to go retire in because of, I guess, the difference in the taxes. And right, that right. That's the yeah, same idea. South Dakota and Montana. A lot of people with okay. RVs do either uh, because, uh, you know, you are able to establish residency in a low-tax state. There are procedures in order to properly do that so that um, the state you live in doesn't feel like they have a continued hold on your money with state income tax. And, but as far as the banking, that's so easy now. Okay. And so like. Now, one of the other things that I did think about, and I apologize for interrupting there, is that I have an extreme payoff and savings agenda. Let's, let's call it that. Where not only would we have the best banking availability after we get on the road here, where is our money in between going to get the best return? Same thing is that, you know, you can't really invest that. You have to save it because you really don't look at investing unless your time horizon starts moving past five years. So the online banks... Currently, we have them in our regular banking institutions. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Move it to one of the... Online ones have better better um, interest rates. That's right. You want to move your money to an online bank. Right now, you'll earn somewhere approaching 2% on your money, and those rates are likely to go up over the next year. 
And if you're with a traditional bank, you're earning basically nothing. The beauty is, in your case, you would want to have your online account that you do your banking in and your savings, potentially, all with possibly the same online bank. I think I mentioned Ally. Look at Ally Bank because they have this network of ATMs you can use around the country for free. And so you're able to travel pretty easily around the U.S. and have essentially a hometown bank wherever you go, an electronic hometown bank, but you got it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question at Clark.com. Producer Joel asks it for you. Clark, Cynthia wrote in and she says, I heard you talk recently about a new credit card that is there for you when you're trying to build credit when you don't have any. Could you please uh, remind me the name of that credit card? Yeah, it's Petal, like like a, a flower petal, P-E-T-A-L. Maybe pedaling a bike too, or is that P-E-D-A-L? P- it's a pedal, P-E-T-A-L uh, card, pedalcard.com is the website. I don't know yet if it's going to do very well as a substitute for the ways people establish credit in the past. Right now, they're still on kind of like a beta where you apply for early access is what they call it. But I think it's worth giving a try to. Again, it's pedalcard, P-E-T-A-L, card.com. All right, Clark, Bob wrote and he said, thank you, Clark and your staff. You all literally saved me $1,780 this year by switching from Verizon to Sprint. That one-year free switching promotion, it was an unbelievable deal, and I couldn't be happier. Thank you very much. Wow, so that's $150 a month back in his pocket. And that's why we have the cell phone guide that we update. Seems we're updating it now every 10 days to two weeks because the cell phone rate plans have been changing so quickly and the specials moving so fast So if you're looking for the best deal on a cell phone plan, check it out at Clark.com. Just look for our cell phone plan guide. And thank you. I'm so glad you saved nearly $1,800. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks so much for listening today. You know, there's a giant team behind bringing you everything we do at Team Clark. Our podcast and radio show, are produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. My TV producer is Leah Dunn. Clark.com is made possible thanks to Krista DiBiaz, James DeGal, John Crest, Theo Timu, Michael Timmerman, Craig Johnson, Beth Marcinko, Clara Bosnetto, John Jones, and Grace Del Rio. 
ClarkDeals.com, where you can find the best deals from around the web. It's produced by Karis Brown, Laura Sayers, Sarah Jordan, and Damon Marley. You can sign up for our newsletters at Clark.com. Thanks to Sally McDonald and our social media gurus are Chelsea Glass and Nicole Carroll. Our Off-Air Advice Center is run by Lori Silverman, Sarah Mobley, and Sue Gatliff. And their team's available to serve you over 40 hours each week at 404-892-8227. And this is a free service of Team Clark. Thanks for listening. Till next time.